Welcome to episode 243 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always. This week we're just going to talk. We don't have an interview here. Chewing the fat. Yeah. We're interviewing each other. That's right. About the happenings and the comings and goings yeah. in the world of rock. We're interviewing Jason Wood, the original rhythm guitarist for the rock group Sheepfish. Uh, moving right along. Okay. <laughs> but no, it's been... It's probably been a couple months, right, since we've had one where it's just talk. Yeah. So, it's always fun to do these. So, we're going to do that and play a couple songs as well. You, you had to pick a talking episode when I'm sick. Thanks. Oh, uh, yeah, true. I didn't Appreciate think about that. that. But, hey, maybe my I'm, voice just sounds sexier. I don't know. That's right. A little bit, a little bit more Barry White. Of course. Of course. I remember doing that once, though, whenever I was sick, like we did a long one. The Ian Moore when you were sick for the whole thing, you wouldn't shake any of their hands. Oh, that's right. And, and that's good for, that's good that you were, that, 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 yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't, uh, you know, I, well, I, I really enjoyed it myself uh, at the Death Angel show the other night because I didn't have to give anyone a bro hug all night. I'm like, oh, I'm sick, so just fist bump, <laughs> you know, because you know me and my space and shit. Yeah. So, so it worked out on that deal, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> right. Yeah, Death Angel is one of the things we're going to talk about. Of course. But first, we need to let you know we are sponsored by MedFarm and DEB Concerts. MedFarm is a dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, at 24681 East Highway 51. They just celebrated their one-year anniversary. They've got a huge selection. So if you get in there, check out that selection, and you tell them that you heard about them on Thunder Underground or mention our name, they'll give you 10% off your order. They've got a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and if you follow them on Facebook or Instagram, you can find out other times when they've got specials going on, events, all that kind of good stuff. Facebook is MedFarm, that's P-H-A-R-M. Instagram is MedFarmOK. And their website is medfarmok.com. And their slogan is Cannabis with a Cause because 30% of their proceeds is going to help build no-kill animal shelters in Oklahoma, which we think is great. Get over there, support them, help build no-kill animal shelters by giving them your money. All right, we are also sponsored by DEB Concerts. It's a promoter located here in Tulsa who have brought in quite a bit of acts to the Ideal Barm in Tulsa that we are a huge fan of. Huge fan of bands like Saxon, Steelheart, Warrant, Bisto Blanco, Tom Kiefer, Sebastian Bach, Striper, LA Guns, Junkyard, Dockin, Firehouse, Lita Ford. The list is long and it keeps growing and there should be more announcements coming here in the new year. One of those announcements coming in the new year will be all the bands playing their stage at Rocklahoma. Because DEB Concerts has booked the D&B Processing stage at Rocklahoma now for the past couple years. And that announcement will be coming here in January for all the bands they've got there. Last year they had Ace Freely, Lita Ford, Bisto Blanco, Slaughter, and a host of regional and local acts as well. And that'll be no different this year. So we're looking forward to who they've got coming to Rocklahoma. So get on Facebook, follow them, so you do not miss that. And, of course, we'll let you know as soon as that happens as well. 
So a big thank you to DEB Concerts and MedFarm. So something that has happened since last, it might have happened before our last episode came out, but we recorded it before this happened, which is Marie Fredrickson, the singer from Roxette, died last week. I mean, for you, that's a thing. Yeah, this is not just me just like talking because someone died. Like, you could ask Jason here and he'll confirm it. Did I like literally love this band? Not just kind of like, oh, that band's cool. Like, for some reason, Roxette always latched onto this band. Ever since middle school, people, I don't get it. But it's (laughs) not for me to get, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, you know, I have no problem admitting how much, you know, I mean, I know you love a lot of 80s pop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I fucking love Duran Duran more than anything. So, you know, I I don't, this isn't isn't a bad thing at all, no. That was when we were growing up. Yeah. You know, you're into all kinds of stuff that's popular. I started liking Roxette, you know, when they came out and got popular here in America and then into the 90s. And, you know, I mean, I like pop music in the 80s and 90s and even, you know, not much anything that's come out in the past decade, probably. But that's irrelevant. But Roxette, this is just like pure pop music at its fucking finest, you know, and from Sweden, just like everything else we talk about is fucking great. Yeah. They followed in the footsteps of another pop sensation from Sweden and, you know, an ABBA. And then we've had like 50 million rock and metal bands come out of there in the past 20, 30 years that we know and love. So that country has provided a ton of great stuff. And, you know, the the songs from Roxette, the hits are endless. One of their biggest hits, The Look, was covered about a year and a half ago, sometime in 2018, by Frog Leap Studios. Yes, Frog Leap Studios, Leo Moriccioli. I think is how you pronounce it, probably. I'm just pronouncing it phonetically. But yeah, so you get on YouTube and follow Frog Leap Studios, like Jason said. That's all his stuff, and Leo does everything here. Bass, guitar, drums, vocals, producing, mastering, mixing, whatever. And and you all know this guy, because whenever, inevitably, that's happened over the last, over, over the years, somebody sends you or somebody posts that, Metal cover of Africa by Toto. Well, it's more than likely this one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's this guy, and he's badass, and he did a great cover of the look. <laughs>
Chioli, Frog Leap Studios, that cover of Rock Set right there. It's some badass stuff. That's right. From 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 a time when, and I'm not saying this just because I'm old or it was the 80s, even though I just said from a time when. <laughs> but this is when pop music was good, when it was music, uh, before it became just Something to sell fucking makeup or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> right. This is this is 
This is when pop music was uh, actually something to be taken seriously. Yeah, throughout the 80s and into the early mid-90s. Yes. I mean, this song actually came out, I think, in 91. One At one point, it's probably still there, I haven't looked, because, you know, I've got like 5 billion playlists on Spotify. Yeah. You're going back like the 8 or 9 years I've been on Spotify, so it's probably towards the bottom. But I had a playlist that had like 20 to 30 songs on it, and it was nothing but Roxette and Slayer. Oh, I remember then, this. Yeah. Oh, like where God. I just rotated back and forth and I named the playlist It Must Have Been Love But It's Raining Blood. This is not a joke, people. Oh, okay. I will find I this. forgot all about this. Yeah. I hope it's there. I'll you find, need it, to and find it. it and post it. Post a screenshot or share it with people or some yeah. shit. I'll post it in the comments of our Facebook and our Instagram post yes. on this and all that stuff. So be on the lookout for that, people. <laughs> but yeah, so. A big rest in peace to Marie from Roxette. Definitely. On the opposite end of resting in peace, rebirthing is the supergroup down. I, I saw that, and I saw where today yeah. uh, they confirmed that Kirk is gonna is gonna be back. Yeah, and, and I yeah sorry. No, I was gonna say that's cool news. And I really liked what they had to say about it. Like, you know, that down is down is a hundred percent side project. Everybody else's other bands are top priority. So, you know, you're still going to get your COC. You're still going to get your crowbar. You're still going to get whatever Philip H. and Selmo does. Because he has a million different bands. <laughs> so this is a great thing. And and, and I think it, it, it ups the value of them to just, you know, oh, we're coming back in 2020. And then maybe you won't see him again until 2023 or something. Right. And the fact that, you know, I mean... Phil had alluded to it a couple of times in the last few months, but the fact that you would assume Kirk was going to be back, which is really cool because they've said this is, you know, this is the 25th anniversary of their debut album and it'd be kind of ridiculous to go on a 25th anniversary without Kirk. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Bobby Langriff filled in great and all that, but no one's Kirk Winstein. No, when it comes no, to those no riffs. one will ever be. Yeah. I mean, you've got like, yeah, you've got Pepper Keenan in the band. Who's like one of my favorite musicians ever and has amazing riffs, but he's still not fucking Kirk when it comes to riffs. That's right. That's right. So, you know, I think the, the only thing left is if somebody could get Rex back in there and make it, that would make it pretty badass. Well, they get Todd Strange. That's true. Yeah. He's out there somewhere. (laughs) So, yeah. Hopefully we'll get some dates soon. They've already announced a couple, I think, festivals in Europe and stuff. But we've got, like you said, we've got new Kirk Winstein coming already in June, in January. The solo album. Yeah, which is going to be great. That song is awesome. And I bet we get a Crowbar album at some point, oh, too. Yeah. So, yeah, really looking forward to seeing Down make their triumphant return. Like you mentioned at the top this past weekend, Death Angel rolled into Tulsa. And the tour features Ex Mortis and Hellfire as well. And this uh, is really cool because, I mean, we've seen Death Angel a couple times, but it's been quite a while now, actually. Yeah. Well, when when was that Slayer Anthrax tour? It was two or three years ago now? Yeah, I think so. And then I'd seen him at the Chameleon Room, I think, a couple years before that. See, I hadn't seen yeah. that, so that's cool you get to see that. And... uh but that might have been it, actually, when mm-hmm. I think of it. I don't think we saw him back in the day ever, or at least I didn't. Yeah, no. Well, uh, you know. to see him in this space, you know. Oh, man, to see him at the shrine. And I loved how 
uh, right before their set, they all came through there, single file, like, you know, boxers or something. Yeah. Through the crowd. That was fucking great. That was cool. <laughs> um, but it was a great show. Uh, Severmind and Archon, uh, they were a couple of the opening bands uh, representing the state that we got to see. Um, it was just a great night. Yeah. So... Featured like 18 bands. I think, yeah. <laughs> no, no, 19. That's 19. right. But no, it also featured Chaotic Front and Bases Loaded, but I walked in the door like literally right when Severmind was starting. Like I heard him start as I was walking up. Ah, I see. I and see. Yeah, they were great. They played like two new songs, right? Yeah, they did. And um, I, I was really surprised too. I was, I was, it was a nice treat. And, you know, the minute they started, I was like, I've not heard this before. This is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, just to get a couple new ones and um that even mentioned new album coming, which I know they've been talking about a while, so they've they've got a new bass player. I yeah. didn't get to meet him. Uh but they were they were awesome as always. They were great. It had it had been a while, so it was good to see him. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen them a lot, but like I said, it's been a while. Check them out on this podcast. We've had them on Three different times, actually, but they were on our milestone episodes 100 and 200, so they're easy to find on here. I want to have them back on. Yeah. Should we wait till 300 or just jump again and do it soon? Probably. Th- uh, I mean, I don't know. Just 300. I mean, I mean, we're that's that's over a year away. So yeah, we should have them on and then have that. them on for 300. Yeah. Yeah, I think that so. makes sense. And in Archon. Andy Papadopoulos has also been on this podcast. Putting on a goddamn guitar clinic. Yeah. <laughs> a motherfucking guitar show. I think you said master class. It was a master class, I'm telling you. I was just sitting there, like, just shaking my head, like, well, I'm just going to go home and chop my fingers off. <laughs> There's no point. There's no point. I mean, <laughs> it, it starts and stops with this dude. Fingers of fucking fury, man. Yeah. You see how fast his hands moving, his you know riffing hand and all that. Just, just so effortless, just effortless. Excuse me, it was awesome. Yeah, and just the you know when you see him doing like the the two hand tapping thing and all that stuff, and it's like you know, at least from the podcast we're on, and if you know the guy, he's a massive Van Halen fan. Yeah, but then he's also a massive fan of heavy stuff, and it's like you can hear all that in his playing. Definitely, and he's just so, and the band as a whole is so good. It's like what just under a month ago, Slayer played their final shows parentheses for now and yeah i said that just piss off kevin graham because he might be listening but and you know they're coming back so we've got archon that if you're a slayer fan you need to fucking look this band up like if you're not from the oklahoma area you don't don't know archon you know i know you're not a big on if you're a fan of this band you should check out this band but i'm just telling you it's like they fall into that bill. They're perfect for opening up for Death Angel. So you, you people need to check out Archon. I can't stress that enough. And their drummer, it was his first gig. And That's right. And nailed it. I mean, it was fucking badass, dude. Yeah. So get on the Archon train. The touring package featured Hellfire, which... They were amazing. Yeah, it was I've great to find them for a while. I've got one of their cassettes. Yeah. Uh, just twin guitar... You know, throwback to to classic Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, yeah, uh, new wave of British heavy metal, like early thrash. Uh, I mean, the vocals are so great too. It's like this the skate thrash has some of that in there too. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, and they they 
pull it off all live. It's just perfect, you know, that whole, that scene, you know, it's it's kind of crazy, I think, over the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. That scene of bands that fall into that new wave of British heavy metal kind of redo, or what's the right word? Um, A revival. Revival, that's what I'm looking for. You know, and it's, there's several bands like that, and Hellfire is just perfect, you know, so I'm glad we finally got to see him in Mortis. Is a band that like I've I've listened to here or there, but never like delved deep into. And after seeing them that night, now I want to. Oh, they were explosive. Yeah, explosive. And just you know, like this band's heavy, but they're like insane as well. They they freaking they played the intro to where they not the intro they played foreplay. It's the yeah. intro to Long Time. That was awesome, man. You know, just like <laughs> heavy, but like fuck. You know, it's like you don't. Play Boston like loosely, you know. Yeah, and it's like this band is just so just beyond talented, you know. So it's just cool to be able to see. And that was probably nothing for them to figure out, <laughs> right? You know, nothing. <laughs> yeah, they were great. They were great. And then the uh, the headliners, Death Angel. Man, these guys. The the thing that like that I love about Death Angel is if you look at their set list. You know, from like this tour, they're playing like 15, 17 songs usually. They touch on everything. Yeah, they touch. Every era. They touch on every era, but over half the set, like nine songs usually, is from like the past decade, the past three or four albums, which most most bands from that era or any band that's been around that long would never do that. Yeah. There's a few bands out there that do, but most bands, especially... That had a heyday in the past or whatever, you know, kind of stick to that and then throw in a few new songs. But they're like really relying heavily on the recent albums, and they should because, in my opinion, I love old Death Angel. But if I'm listening to Death Angel, it's the last few albums because these things are so fucking great. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. I I don't know. I like Act Three though. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but you know that I think they. Okay, we know they're never, they were never super fucking huge. And then they kind of went away for a while and then came back. And their output since then is just high quality. And I think that's kind of what's, you know, of course they have that name of their first three records, but just the fact of like, whoa, they're back and they're fucking awesome. Yeah. That's really kind of piqued everyone's interest even more. So that's what... So that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're heavy on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, by this point in the night, it was like looking through... It was like watching the band through a pinhole. Yeah, you started getting sicker. For me, I started getting sicker and sicker. Like, I I, I was getting better, and then... Basically, I shouldn't have went. (laughs) It made my Sunday even rougher. Right. I should have listened to the doctor, but God damn it, I bought these tickets. <laughs> I got to see this shit. But even still, it's like you, you got to look at it this way, which I've mentioned this before. It's like it sucks Saturday night. It sucks Sunday. It still sucks a little now, still, because you're still dealing with it. But this time next year, you're not going to remember that oh, it sucked because I was sick. You can remember that I saw Death Angel kick ass at the shrine. At the shrine, yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't there for the whole thing. About halfway, I was like, okay, I got to go. Yeah. I gotta go, but I mean, it, you know, it. You're right. At least I was there, and so 
I kind of, I kind of hand it over to you for the rest of the set and the rest of the night. Well, there was a guy in the crowd. Well, you sent a picture because I posted on Instagram that had a sign I, that said my first. Or I I'm, saw that. Yeah. Or maybe it said ours. I don't know if someone said ours or my first show was Death Angel at the Canes Bar in yeah. 1990. And I want to throw a shout out to our good buddy, Jason Carroll, because he's talked about that show multiple times over the yes. past years about how great it was. He said, my, you know, people were stage diving, jumping off freaking stacks and like, you know, he was doing the same and, and to credit to him, you know, he was going hard at this one, just the same in the mosh pit. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> he was getting it, man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just so great to hear all the stuff off the new album, off, you know, the last couple albums as well. And like you said, the classics and just glad that, you know, thanks to. TLP Entertainment for bringing this into Tulsa. Definitely. It was amazing. It yeah. was a great night. And you'll, I'm sure you'll be hearing more about Death Angel here in the next two weeks when we do our best of 2019. Oh, you know we will. So let's play another song. Let's do it. Okay, we're going to play a, a song now. I'm about to say a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, well, the, the name of this album is Mike Monster and the Go Go Tuner Family Album. It's it's a collective. Collect, yeah, it's a collective of there's a a core, like of course Mike Monstart's name's in the title, so he's on most all these songs. There's a couple of vocalists that are on several tracks, but then there's people here or there like Ernie C from Body Counts on one of the songs. I should have had that written down. Jake uh I forgot his last name, the guy that was in Rat for a little bit was uh is on one of the songs. I think the same one with Ernie C. But, you know, it, it this album ranges all over the place. Like, that song is like an instrumental metal song. And then there's, like, a song that's, like, a blues song. And then there's just all kinds of stuff. So yeah. what we're going to do is play one of them. There's a band called In Theory that includes some of these musicians that are throughout this album. And this song is called She's Gone.
She's Gone. That's in theory. That is on the Mike Monstart and the Go-Go Tuner family album. Like I said before that, that's, you know, a collective of all kinds of musicians, and it's got a lot of different styles on it. So you dig that. Even if even if for some reason you're crazy and you didn't dig that song, check this album out because there's going to be something on it that you dig it. Because after I listened to this, I dug through this album earlier and loved a lot of stuff on here. So be sure and check that out and let us know what you think in the comments. All right, so quick uh, mention, just random news that came out today, actually, is that David Lee Roth is going to be opening this final leg of the KISS end of the road tour in 2020, which I thought was kind of interesting. I mean, it makes total sense, yeah. but at the same time, it's like KISS hasn't really done that on their, they've done a, KISS has done a few uh, joint tours like they did in one with Molly Crew and the joint headline, I think, with. Was a Def Leppard at one point, but like usually when they've had openers, it's been they haven't really went the whatever you want to call it, the legend route, I guess. If that makes sense from you know at least in recent memory. Yeah, and a lot of times they've done like the evening with type shows too. Yeah. So I mean, it's I mean I've got you know my we've all got our opinions about David Lee Roth now. Yeah. And how he's going to sound live, but hey, you know, whatever, it's cool because, I mean, it just adds something to it. It's a smart move because people that were, you know, that like these two bands probably weren't on the fence. But if there's someone on the fence thinking, oh, I'm not sure if I want to go. And now they throw in, oh, I can see the original singer Van Halen. Exactly. It'll probably boost a little bit in a few of the shows. And, and the thing is, is, you know, Kiss picks somebody that's not going to upstage them. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's probably true. <laughs> well, well it's, there's no probably about it. Kiss um, sure as shit isn't going to have Cheap Trick on stage before him. I mean, no, come on, no. Right? There, there'd be no reason to go on after Cheap Trick. <laughs> right. um, and then, you know, too, the, you know, the casual fan isn't going to, you know, they're not going to know that these two bands, that one guy sucks and the other band sings the tracks. They don't care. They don't know. <laughs> right. And then the other thing is, um, really, David Lee Roth is kind of, that's all you got right now if you're itching for anything related to Van Halen. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, that's that's about what it is. Well, right that or at least. I mean, Sammy and Michael Anthony still play the yeah, songs yeah, all yeah, the time. True. Same, with yeah, the circles, which, but, true. Yeah, true. True. But I mean, I guess currently, you know, they're associated currently with Van Halen. Yeah, I gotcha. I, I don't know. So that's, that's, it works. I mean, you won't see me at the BOK Center for this. Right. But I might be. I mean, it just depends on hats off when to, it gets closer, but. Whoever wants to go. Yeah. Well, and then also, I mean, we we talked about it a couple different times, and but we haven't really talked about it since it was announced two or three weeks ago. It was the, the quote, the stadium tour, <laughs> which is just kind of generic as fuck, but maybe that's the point. Yeah. Um, the Motley Crue, Def Leppard, co-headline tour with Poison and Support was officially announced finally with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. On the bill as well. Opening up, yeah. Which, you know, we talked about that already because we mentioned it a couple of days before it happened because yes. Jason and his inside sources. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know. Whatever. And then now, when you hear this, I guess yesterday, like six or seven more shows were just announced, including like Kansas City and St. Louis and a few other places. So if you're in those areas and you hadn't seen that, look up the tour dates because there's more on there now. Uh, I. Friday, I was just out of curiosity. I, I got on there and acted like I was going to buy a ticket. 
like just for the Dallas one or whatever, right? And holy fucking shit. I mean, pretty much the whole place was already verified resale. Yeah. You know, cause you know, they got, they gotta, they gotta put that dick in your ass first. Okay. It, but then I just picked, you know, the row, the section D was like the first section, you know, the front, the center stage. And the shit was like $3,000 or some, I mean, it was just fucking insane. Yeah. And I'm like, am I even, is this even a thing? Am I seeing this right? Am I, am I looking at the wrong deal here? You know, and it, it was just in like nosebleed seats were like 200 bucks. It's well, like, the, you know, up your ass with that shit. I, I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, the actual price of the tickets was like 50 to 150, I think. And yeah. like you said, like I saw, I saw that, that like, it was reported like uh, Milwaukee, Chicago, somewhere, yeah. and then I think Dallas, like all sold out like really quick. Yeah, and it wasn't like an actual sellout. Like you said, it was all yeah reselling, and which is by the band and Ticketmaster themselves. Yeah, and I'm sure scalping as well. Oh yeah, totally. I'm sure that's Ticketmaster as well. So, and everybody's like, oh, I can't, you know. So some people are looking at like, oh wow, this thing sold out, and like it didn't sell out. Like, if you want to go see this band in Dallas and you're worried about prices, wait till next June, about three days before the show, and yeah. you'll find tickets for 30 bucks. Because yeah. <laughs> they're, I guarantee you that this thing is not sold out and it will, yeah. there will be a shitload of tickets that they can't sell at that $200 price point. Uh-huh. So it's not. Well, it, it's like I looked at tickets for the Alanis Morissette garbage Liz Fair thing. And those, for, for that, for. In my opinion, I think those are too much. You know, 80 bucks. Is that the normal price? Well, that's for like the mid, like even up front closer is more. Okay. But I, I'm just like, and I don't want to be on the lawn. Right. 30 bucks. So I'm just going to wait till, I don't know, a week before it or something. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And excuse me, talking about Motley Crue, I was looking through my feed today. And Mitch LaFawn, God bless him, shared a picture of Vince Neal, and he was looking pretty decent. His caption was like, Vince Neal's looking good. And then right under it, Chris Jericho <laughs> put a comment said, uh, yeah, this picture's from two years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. I just, just like totally deflating the whole thing. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Yeah. I mean, Vince Neal, I'm, I assume, will be in a little bit better shape when this thing starts. Like, I, I actually saw a tweet a few days ago from Nikki Six talking about workout regimen and, like, and like diet and all this stuff, like, getting ready for the tour for himself. Yeah. And I, I dug through the, the responses because I knew there had to be one where, like, someone was just like, what about Vince Neil? And I got to, like, 10 or 15 and there wasn't, so I'm like, I'm tired of looking at this. Yeah. But, like... You see so many people talking about, you know, Vince Neil being overweight and this and that. Like, I could give two shits how much oh, the yeah. guy weighs. And the, I don't care. What I care about is the fact that he fucking sucks as a vocalist. Exactly. Live. And it's been that way for when he wasn't overweight, you know, in the past 20 years. So it's like. Yeah, even when he wasn't overweight, he sucked balls. And I don't care. I'm fat. Who cares? You get, when, you, when you're older, as he is, what are they, like 55 now or some shit? Yeah. You, you gain weight, yeah. and the same people that make fun of him are the fucking old fat bastards at home that they're just not in the public eye all the time. Yeah. So I yeah I agree with you. I don't care. Just you know, 
sing songs. Yeah, which or isn't going to happen. No. Or stay fucking home. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he can look as great as he wants come next summer. He's still not going to sound good. That's not going to change. Yeah. Unless they use tracks. Which, that's the only thing I've got to say is, hey, at least they've never used tracks for his vocals. Because <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> they definitely could. And, we, and then they'll probably do that now. But he'd be like, oh, he sounds so fucking great. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, <laughs> fuck off with that shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I got a couple things I want to go over real fast. All right. First off, uh, I, you know, I, I'm I'm going over our year-end list of, of records. Our, our top 19 of 2019 that we're supposed to be doing. And I've got a, a very a very early preliminary skeleton of what I want mine to be. And I'm going through kind of, you know, I'm kind of going through some records I haven't listened to in a few months or whatever. Like, what do I want to add in here? Or what am I forgetting or whatever? Right. And, uh, Toxic Holocaust was one of them. Oh, right. And, uh, and then I remembered that the, Singer, well, he's the singer, guitar, whatever. The mastermind of it is he was on the Speak and Destroy podcast. Um, and the record's called Primal, uh, Primal Future 2019, by the way. He also played on all the D. Snyder album, right? Last year? That was the other two. Oh, Cox, okay. Holocaust. But here's what I'm about to get at. Okay. Is, you know, um, but this, the, the main guy, Joel Grind, was on Speak and Destroy and talking about Metallica or whatever. And they got into the talk about this record, and he said, I just decided this is the 20th anniversary of Toxic Holocaust. Uh, I did it the way I did the first record. I did everything. And this guy did guitar, bass, drums, vocals, everything. Wow. And I didn't know that, and I'd listened to the record quite a bit. And I was super impressed. Super fucking impressed. So that shot way up on the list for me. <clears throat> and then the other thing was they talked about, um, and this goes back to the YouTube conversation we had before we hit record, was there, Joel Grind did a Metallica Hardwired to Self-Destruct Grinded Down Edition, where he just kind of shortened everything and made it like a 25-minute a record. All himself. Similar to the St. Anger guys? Yes, and they even huh. talked about that in this, you know, whatever. And then I, I started looking around... Uh, because I wanted to get the official title of it. He did that with Dystopia by Megadeth, too. No shit? Yeah. But the thing is, is... So I listen to this, and I'm like, fuck it. So I stop, and uh, I, I like I want to listen to this right now. So I stop, and I go to YouTube. It's not on YouTube anymore. So I go back and listen, and they had gotten they had gotten shut down. He got shut down. Metallica shut him down for doing that. Okay. But for some reason, he... He got in touch with the Say Anger guys, and the Say Anger guys were able to do it. I don't know. Because, I don't know why. But I really wish I could have heard those two records, like, in his eyes, you know? Right. There's got to be somewhere we can find it. Well, I know. (laughs) Well, like, even I found the story that was old from, like, a year ago, and you hit the link, and it's not there. So, I mean, it's down. Yeah. So, I I just... I think that's so cool. And that record, you know, that's that's probably going to be on my list. 
And, and the other thing I was thinking, I, I listened to the Michael Monroe record as well. Um, you know, and, and it's just, and it just made me, uh, think about kind of what we talked about before, uh, you know, about how he was, he was in the press saying there's no really point to go to America. Yeah. You know, they don't care. And, and I just thought, you know, he's, he's got songs on this record about Hollywood. You know, he's had songs about, you know, the Lower East Side and all this kind of stuff. And it just, it made me, it just, it, it just disappointed me all over again. Yeah. Well, every time we talk about him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, you know, people are so worried about some bloated assholes doing a stadium tour or some band that's never going to be, that, that's never going to come back, like Van Halen or something. Where are they at? Fuck all that. You got to go listen to this guy. He wants to come to our country. He used to be able to. But because people support absolute shit or fucking, you know, bloated millionaires, which I don't do that, right? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, there, This guy can't get to America. And you listen to those songs, and those songs have America all over them. Yeah. And it's just sad. It's, it's always been that way with oh, this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, always. It's just, it's sad that, you know, people would rather watch The Voice than go put a record on. Yeah. So, but speaking of, didn't he, wasn't he like a judge on The Voice Finland or something? Yeah, see, I mean, and and then and that's, I don't know, that's kind of a thing. It's like, yeah. Nurgle was a judge on the Polish. Oh, I didn't know voice. that. <laughs> so, and to me... To me, that's horseshit to me, but whatever. You know, I guess, I don't know, if I saw all those zeros on the check, I'd probably do it too, though. Right. So, I don't know. That's a whole other episode. Right. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. I'm done. Okay. Off my soapbox. I'm sure the Michael Monroe will come up again, because I know he's going to be on my list, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 I'll just mention that this, this week, like... Several tours were announced over yeah. the past week, as they always are in December for the coming spring and summer. And there was a couple of like notable like metal packages. One being Sepultura, Crowbar, Sacred Reich, which is fucking crazy. It is when you it, think about it. And that's another guy. I've never been a Sacred Reich guy, but I decided fuck it. I'll listen to this record. It's new and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's good. So it's just like now I gotta listen. I don't know why, but it's just one of those bands that always yeah. I never got around to listening to. And it's kind of cool that over this past year, they're kind of back and they're getting on a lot of these different tours. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, Crowbar getting on a tour with Sepultura. Crowbar, of course, is amazing and you want to see them on their own as a headliner. But at the same time, it's cool for them to get on a tour like this. It'll give them a little more exposure because I think... I assume people that know Sepultura know Crowbar, but if, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. They're a little bit bigger, so. Has Sepultura with Derek Green ever been to Oklahoma before? Not that I can think, not that I can say. Yeah, I don't know. That's like, I, was... I don't think they've been here since, since the 90s, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Right. And I've never seen Sepultura with Derek Green, so. Right. This could be cool, I don't know. That's coming to Oklahoma City, so. I mean, it's Crowbar, so I'm going to go. Yeah. And then also... Symphony X is doing their 25th anniversary tour with Primal Fear and Firewind. I mean, that's fucking... Yeah. That's insane right there to me. Yeah, it is. Like, um, I know I say this a million times. Like, I gotta, gotta make sure I get to this, but this is one that, like, I definitely gotta try because it's fucking Symphony X and Primal Fear. That's insane. 
the primal fear the German metal commando. <laughs> I mean, they probably won't be back around in this area ever, maybe. Right. So go see him if you want to. And Symphony X, you know, is just... Yeah. Russell Allen's one of the greatest vocalists in metal. This band's, like, so underrated. It's insane. This is a tour, you, if you're a metal fan, you've got to fucking see this thing. That's right. It's for us in this area, it's coming to Dallas. It's as close as we're getting, but still. Yeah. Hopefully I can do that. I'm not out of town or something. So. There you go. Yeah. Oh, the only other thing we wanted to talk about this Jost album. What do you think about it? I like it. Lost Chapters Volume 2. I listened to it today. Yeah, I mean, it's... Josta has his solo albums where he always brings in some guests. And this is obviously no different. This is heavy on the vocal guests, yeah. which is great. And, you know, I mean, he's got... Let's see, he's got Jesse Leach, Howard Jones. So he's got both guys that you know and love from Kill Switch history. And then he's got Max Cavalera mentioning Sepultura. He's got Kirk Winstein. He's got... Tommy Victor. Right. Uh, Corpse Grinder from Cannibal Corpse. That's right. Which, that that's the lead-off track. That's one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah, yeah. Billy Bio. Right. From Biohazard. I love that song. Yeah. It's got... Uh, uh, Phil Phil Rind from Sacred Reich. That's right. Everybody we've already mentioned. Yeah, so... Oh, and then uh, Trivium. Uh, Matt Hickey's on it. That's right. And then there's a couple other people I can't... Uh, Frankie Palmieri from Emir. Okay. And then uh, Zoli, I don't, I can't remember. I apologize his last name, and I don't even know what band he's from. <laughs> to me, the definite standout is Tommy Victor, the yes. Thirteen Angels song. I mean, this one was released kind of earlier, like as a, I don't know if it was considered a leadoff single. He released it just as a single earlier this year, and uh, I didn't think it was going to be on this album until like, till the day it came out, and it was like one of the final tracks. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know. To me, that's flat out my favorite song on this album. Uh, I think. Uh, like I said, the, the the Billy Bio song, I, I think uh, the Kirk Winstein track. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Still Blood Never Dries. For me, that's that's yeah. a favorite. Their voices work well together, uh, which yeah. we already knew. Yeah. Of course, Kingdom of Sorrow. And and, and, and then, um, I know you and our buddy Jason Carroll love the Rust in Peace, or the Holy Wars Punishment Do cover. <laughs> which I don't get. I, I don't see why you guys don't like it. I think it's I think it's pretty awesome. I don't. Jason Carroll like literally hates this thing. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I don't teach his own, and and you know, I, I love JC, but right. I, I think this is a great fucking version. I don't dislike it. I just to me, it just sounds like if you went to a bar and a metal band was covering Holy Wars. That's what it sounds like to me. It doesn't. It's not. But it's just because that's. I mean, it would be the same way if someone covered Rain and Blood or Master of Puppets. Yeah. I mean, there's good covers of those out there, but it's like, this is so iconic that even though, I mean, the guitar work is good, but like the lead work doesn't, you know, it just sounds off to me, even though it's, really? I mean, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. It sounds great, but it just, I mean, a cover is not supposed to sound exactly the same. I realize that, but just something about it. Just throws me off, I guess, just because it's not one of those songs you've ever heard covered, maybe. Maybe that's it. I don't no, know. true. Not a lot of people have covered this one. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, I know one of Jace Carroll's biggest gripes is the vocals, and that doesn't bother me, really. It's just the song itself. Just, I don't know, something, I can't really explain it. Yeah. It just doesn't grab me the way 
It should, with as much as I love Josta. But hey, I'm glad you love it. I dig it. I dig it. And that's another one. It's a late edition because it just came out, but that might be in my list. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I I really don't. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. It's like, I don't know if I like it enough to like bump out, you know, the final few albums that are probably going to be on my list, but hey, it's possible. We'll see. It's like, you know, I, I look at the end of my list and I'm like, there's a few albums I would like, I would love to. Like, why is tear not on my list? You know, it's yeah, tear, but it's yeah, like, I know, I saw, I will, I, and that was another one I needed to listen to again. It's like, you listen to it once, and it's one of those, you know, I love tear, but it's like the songs on this new album, all of them are like six, seven minutes long, so it's kind of like you gotta like be in that frame yeah. of mind, yeah, to really delve into that thing. But so, is this our last episode of the year? This one or that one? This one that we're doing right now? No, that that uh, best of will be. So I still got a week or two. Yeah. Well, shit. I figure if we record it sometime in the next week and a half, we can put it out. Okay. The, week, the week of New Year's. I got to get the listening. I, I got to I gotta make yeah. some cuts and move some shit around. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is that somehow, eh, I imagine our top three will, will include Corn, Tool, and Slipknot. Uh, I, I don't know about that. It's like 1997. Maybe. That's good for you. No, none of those three are on my list. None of them are on my list either. Yeah. Sorry. I I really like the Slipknot album, but it's not on my list. It's great, yeah, but it didn't didn't make it. Right. Honorable <laughs> mention to me. Yeah, but one of the albums that's in my top two is not even on your list or your preliminary list. Least, well, so because so, it's like probably Evergrey. Yeah, Evergrey. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So we're we're gonna have that thing where. We're going to have totally different shit, each one. So it's going to throw off. Yeah. And one of us is going to be pissed about, man, mine didn't make number one. God damn it. <laughs> right. You know? But and that's, them's the breaks. Well, I know, I know there's two albums that will end up in the top two because we'll both have them pretty high. So. Okay. I know that much. All right. All right. Well, don't say anything. All right. We'll wait for the reveal. <laughs> all right. But like we said, that'll be here the week after next, probably. I would assume New Year's is on a Wednesday, so if we put it out on Monday or Tuesday, that's when you'll get it. All right. All right, in the, but in the meantime, check out some previous episodes. we got 242 previous ones. We've got a ton of the people we've mentioned throughout this episode have been on here. Yeah. Def Kirk, Win Kirk Winstein, Tommy Victor, Death Angel, you're right. Yeah, all three of those. Uh, Vivian Campbell from Def Leppard. No one from Sacred Reich. Right. Hate breed, but we've had on John Connolly from Seven Dust. Frank Did you Hannon. say hate breed? Yeah, we've had Matt Burns. Oh, that's right. Holy shit, we what have the fuck Don Jameson, Pepper Keenan, uh, Neil Fallon from Clutch. Uh, you know, we, we've had on a lot of guys. Yeah, Alan Robert from Life of Agony, Kenny Hickey from Typo Negative, and his new band Silver Tomb. We've had on a lot of bands from the. 80s, like Warrant, Dokken, Firehouse, Europe. We've had on Gene Simmons from Kiss. We've had on Bruce Kulik, who used to be in Kiss. We've had on Dave Elfson from Megadeth. The list is long and vast. That's right. So just get on our website at thethunderunderground.com. Dig through there. You can listen to everything there. You can also find all our socials there. So you can like us, follow us. You can get on YouTube and subscribe to our page, which is at The Thunder Underground. We've got a lot of videos where we review albums and songs and 
concerts, all that great stuff. So get on there so you don't miss when we post new ones. And yeah, anything, wherever you listen to this, whether it be SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, MixCloud, whatever it is, like it, heart it, whatever it allows you to do. Give us a review. All that stuff helps because it helps the algorithm spread the word, basically. That's it, right? That does it. All right. Once again, thanks to Med Farm and DEB Concerts. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.